Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of Down in Flames. A.K.A. Dance Party. Da- that's right. Let's get it moving here. The energy you know? flowing tonight. That's right. Back back in our uh, our normal spot, I guess you would say. White walls all around us. Those of you who may have attended in this area probably can guess where we are, and uh, we'll keep it at that. So, um, no, we're actually in the Jerry Ferrero Library, so good place to do this every week. Uh, I'd like to welcome to our show, special guest from Thick Cuts... Oh, 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 and get low. I'm giving and the get low podcast. Howdy, Joseph Grable, everybody. Hi, everyone. Oh, oh, please, please, hold your applause. Hold your applause. Exactly. Golf club. Glad to glad to be here. We're glad to, to have you. It's been in the works for a while. We originally said you we were going to do this because you almost got lost. Yeah, no. <laughs> or actually, he did get lost. I did get lost. 100 percent got lost on the way in here. He was a kid at Seafall. And, and then his phone died when he got lost. Yeah, so. And he was still here <laughs> with Jared. It That's was right. the ultimate uh, ultimate horror movie for modern uh, modern ages. Phone dies, middle of a building, you don't know where you're at. Random people all around you. You just had a big picture of Jerry Falwell staring <laughs> at you. <laughs> that's, that's scary. You follow that's Jerry where he's pointing. Yes, that's exactly. Followed around the building. <laughs> that's a nightmare. Speaking very of the so. library, though, and Liberty, a very Liberty thing happened tonight, as I was telling you guys. That someone got baptized in the Liberty Fountain at the front of DeMoss. How cool was that? Did they scooter there? Did they? I've noticed that we we now carry bird scooters that you can like, you're going to get the app. I saw that. And they have them all around campus and it's crazy. That's actually really smart though. Is it really? I think they're going to make some money off that. I I mean, they're going to probably use flames. Have you you seen 18 year old college kids that are most likely homeschooled now with scooters (laughs) on a campus where people drive? I used to see. And these kids can't drive. No. No. Back when I was. Elmer Towns can't drive. Back when I was here in 2009, uh, we had this kid that was riding around on a unicycle. That was a yeah. Sight. That's more safe than these <laughs> scooters. That's more safe. I I have to say, especially with the scooters, though, like especially seeing them in big cities, it does yeah. make it a bit safer. The only problem you have to worry about now is just someone just straight colliding with a like a, a walking pedestrian. But that that's better than a five thousand pound just, truck just yeah. beep beep boom. <laughs> Free tuition. <laughs> Free tuition. <laughs> That's right. You were, you would dive for Who, the who's for the providing bus. the scooters though? Is it Liberty or is it announced? No, I think it's Bird. It's no, Bird. It's, Bird. It's one of the scooter companies. Goes ca- campus go. to campus. That's or, or city to city. I guess they had an agreement probably with Liberty. They probably just, they, yeah. literally what happens is they just dump them on the side of the street and they just and they find get dispersed. Their way. Yeah, they just find the way. It's a pretty cool. Hey, uh, speaking of, and they make a ton of money. A different revenue source. If you want to charge the scooters and get paid for that, Ooh. people get paid. To pick up those scooters and charge them, yeah, huh? Because you ever wonder why? Well, some of, uh, why they're on the side of the road and they just always have eternal battery. Well, I do know that some of them are solar charged. Some of them are, yeah. Yeah, some yeah. some are definitely solar charged, but they don't go as fast because they the can't generate enough uh, energy to do so. But that's a science fact for the day. That, that's a, the more you know, the more. <laughs> I'm glad you know what I was talking about. Do you guys have NBC <laughs> I, more you know commercials? Got nothing. It was always like some like famous like person like actor from like NBC show. It's <laughs> so like somebody from Friends you'd have on there. Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. Okay. Joey. <laughs> I watched that commercial. Saying something about <laughs> you and every other teenager. Very lifelong <laughs> lesson that you should know to make you a better human being. 
And it'd be the more you know. And yeah, you see a star is, with a what rainbow. What is Joey going to teach me about meatball sandwiches or something? That's, that's right. Absolutely. Okay. I'll, I'll, that's I'll, a man you want to know about <laughs> when it comes to meatball sandwiches. Yeah. So, all right. Well. So, Big Ten? So, yeah. So, tonight <laughs> we're going to have a little bit of conversation here about uh, Big Ten football. We're going to have some fun with that. We're going to have some fun with that. There's some Big Ten football going on tonight. Uh, we'll talk. Your Cowboys. And your Jets. And my Jets. NFC East. NFC AFC East. East. Just his cat. Jets. Club. Oh, yeah, yeah so you're yeah, just my Jets. Thank you. Collective your. Not no, no. Everybody knows I'm a bigger <laughs> Jets fan than you. Oh, my word. You, you have to do you research are, uh, about the Jets. I don't. <laughs> you're excluding hey, me. Who did we sign today? Who, or yesterday? Yeah, but who got, yeah, who got yeah. suspended today? Yeah, well, that's yeah. true. Okay, yeah. fine. Fine. <laughs> even. Call, call it even. <laughs> Evensies. All right. Evensies. Evensies? Yes. I've never heard that. That's a new one. That's a me. new one. That's a new one. I've heard right. even Stevens, but. <laughs> Evensies is definitely an, a new one. All right, we're not going to stick on that. <laughs> if, Pey- if Peyton was here, he would give, be giving me crap. So, <laughs> but all right. So first team, Big Ten. What do you, what do you mean first team? Just, Big who are we going with? Going outright? Are we so just going with everybody? No, I don't. That's not, I mean, we got to break it down. I don't know. We got to so go. How, what are we doing? All right. So we're this first down. thing, Division. first thing here. We we since we talked last week, the preseason AP poll has now come out. So now we officially oh, yeah. have how many top twenty five. I'm gonna guess quite a few. I'm gonna guess four. Four? I'm gonna guess four. In the run, top twenty five? Yeah. It was like six. Six. Yeah, they, they uh, got see. a lot. Because yeah, they saying. but they have so many on that one side, they're gonna beat each other up. Hey, there's two on the West. The West. Well, I Wisconsin already know the other one. And Northwest. Scott Frost. I'm gonna say seven. Nebraska. Get here. Nebraska. Get out of here. Nebraska. Right, so are you ready? Yeah. Northwestern is actually in the coaches, but not in the AP. Interesting. So in the AP poll. Coming in at number 24, Nebraska. Thank you. Ooh. Yep. Scott Frost. Coming maybe. in at number 19, Wisconsin. <laughs> Sorry, number 20, Thomas, Iowa. Thomas is so offended by that. So we've already got three. So number, number 20, Iowa. Number 19, Wisconsin. Number 18, Michigan State. Right in a row there. Number 15, Penn State. Oh, there's seven. Penn State? I called it. It said seven. Oh, yeah. Yep. Penn State. Seven. Coming in at number seven, the scum from... Ann Arbor. Arbor. Oh, suck again. Yeah. <laughs> with, the, with, with the best football coach in the entire nation. Let's move on. <laughs> um, did, you see, did you see that what I sent you guys today? We'll come every back other to that. day yeah. he sends us a new Jim, Jim Harbaugh. Jim it's the time of year. I just it's get It's literally angry. every can other day. Can you just start sending me those as well? Because yeah, I, I feel like our, our hatred for him is mutual. Maybe you should start there. a podcast about Jim Harbaugh hate. <laughs> I, I, the Jim I hate, hate Jim the Jim Harbaugh. hate ball podcast. That's what we're gonna call <laughs> it. Ball. And then leading the way in the Big Ten is uh, Go Bucks. <laughs> the Ohio State University. The Ohio State University or the <laughs> Ohio State University. Oh, it doesn't matter how you say it. It's Either gonna way. be T H E at the beginning of that name. Trademark. If it's the. every time. If it's the though, it should be T H E E. Nah, dog. We saying the T H A baby. The. <laughs> the <laughs> what can I do for the? They were at what you said four. They're number coming at number five. Number five. So, I think that's actually, if I'm not mistaken, that's where we finished last season too. Might have been. I can't remember. You were up there. Yeah, we were so. trying to. I don't remember at the end of last season we were trying to make our push for the uh, top four, but did not make it. Yes. So that is where we come at in. I th- I, I think that's more than the conference. I think. So yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it's that has be. to be. Yeah. That, that's what I was talking about today with somebody. I was like, cause it was in your office, and I was talking like, that's why this is not me being biased. In my opinion, the most exciting conference to watch is the Big Ten because you have a 
Well, I, I wouldn't say Ohio State's a great team. Even, even though Michigan's ranked number seven, they're not a great team in my eyes right now. Um, they're, still, they're a good team, and they could be very a great team, but I wouldn't call them great yet. But you have good teams, especially on the East, competing in and out yeah, each can week. Can you say most and exciting? You have, yeah, you can, because each week you're watching good football teams play each other. Yeah. A, a, lot, a lot more. I'm saying overall. Now, SEC, yes, has better top-heavy teams, but you have top-heavy teams and a whole lot of crap. ACC, a, you have Clemson and a whole lot of crap. <laughs> See, but it used to not be like Pac-12, that. Pac-12, you just have crap. <laughs> <laughs> At least you have Oregon. Oh, well, you, USC. Oregon. Well, Big 12? Big 12, again, you have pretty much Oklahoma, Oklahoma Texas, and maybe a couple surprises once in a while in there, but not... Overall, I just the top the top half of the SEC. I think the top half of the Big Ten is and the I'm not t- a big best SEC overall guy. conference. I'll, I'll still go SEC's. Most so SEC, excited. I'm not saying best. I'm not saying best. You I, guys, I would Big Ten might be the best. Would, most exciting to me is still SEC because okay. See, I I think that you still got to give it the best conference to SEC. Still, I would still say that SEC is the strongest conference because of how strong those top couple teams are. But I'd say to me the most exciting to watch is the Big Ten because. Week in week out, there's better games. I think. See, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to dis- disagree. I think the only reason that the SEC is actually considered the powerhouse conference is I'm gonna be that guy real quick. It's 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 donations. It's money. You've got these top teams who are going to be in the public eye constantly. Yeah, but, but and, OSU and U of M. I was gonna say, hey, them bring in just as much money as those schools uh, do. Difference being, but you also, but the thing is, also in the Big Ten, you have a lot of other big name brands. The, the as bottom well, tier of SEC is going to bring in more money than the bottom tier of the Big Ten. Yes, I would agree. I, with I, that. Can, I, I can, would put I can money on that. Agree with that. Yeah. yeah, like I, I, Ole Miss. Now, quality once in a while has a good yeah. year, but yeah, quality Ole Miss play might not probably be brings insane, in more. That yeah. old Southern money brings yeah, stays Mississippi goes in longer. State still going to bring in money. Okay, I can I can agree yeah. with that. That's, that's yeah, that's very true. Okay. So I, I really I really feel like that's a big portion as to why you, why the why those schools get the first looks. I mean, even if you go to kids coming out of school, you know, uh, at a high school, you know, looking for uh, looking to go to college, and, and they have all the scouts out there looking at them. More than likely, if you see a Bama scout or a uh, you know a, a, even a Michigan State scout sitting next to each other, that kid's going to want to go Bama. You like, can even I mean, you could even say. Put Florida up there. Yeah, right. Absolutely. I mean, put Florida yeah. up against any other well, team. There's definitely that appeal for the weather too. Like, well, East Coast, still, bigger cities. Uh, Georgia is humid and has weather. mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah, but you're you're still talking getting to be in warm weather year round rather than there's a difference between complaining in October, November, and we both Wisconsin. Know. <laughs> there is a difference between warm and humid. Well, <laughs> there's a big difference. There is. I, I would still say that the the warm the, the South hat definitely has that draw. Same for like California. It used to be Southern California, USC, well, Cal. It's it's the yeah. South, and it's also the, co- the coast. You're gonna have a lot more teams near the coast. Yeah. On the East, most of these aren't going to be too landlocked. Whereas the Big Ten, pretty mm-hmm. much every school is landlocked. Like right. you're not yeah. near a big big city. It's a college town. Well, Chicago. It's a college town. It was Chicago, but which which. Chicago, Indy, which, which school Troy, is close to Chicago uh, within the two hours? That's it, right? But they're not. They've Illinois, never been. They, they've Illinois. They've never I mean, been a a football school no, until recent. Notre Dame. Uh, I, I guess also two hours on what you call away. No, Notre Dame, too. Chicago. Notre Dame's like forty five minutes to an hour. It's well, Notre it's Dame's close. not a uh, big. No, but I mean, I'm just saying that area. Like, yeah, yeah. 
there's still a. I would agree with you. The geographical pull is definitely more towards the south than it is towards going to the Midwest. It's I don't know. To keep- I, uh, I don't think geography's got anything to play with that, man. I think I, I mean, if you love the school, you love the school. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm an Ohio State fan. Yeah, I. Do I enjoy Ohio? Absolutely not. Well, that's, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like nobody in the right mind should enjoy Ohio. So I mean, <laughs> but the thing is, I I mean, I love going to Columbus. I love the atmosphere there. I love Ohio State in general. I love the campus. And I mean, geography has nothing to do with that. It's the fact that I love the history of the school. I love the teams. I love seeing. Uh, I mean, I love seeing my boys. You know, in the top ten every year. But yeah. <laughs> you know, we've had those spurts of rough patches but you know i don't think that geography is going to play that big of a role into it when it's it minor. comes down to i think I, I minor think if you're looking at the grand scheme of things it's definitely yeah it's down close to the bottom i think it's gonna be more so the draw of that school like i mean like you were saying if you you could put you know michigan state and florida as scouts and and put those two hats in front of a kid and say okay what school do you want to go to they're gonna pick florida you know or uh, unless they truly know michigan state and truly love michigan state and want to bleed green yeah if they like, got some type of connection sure but i mean if you're you're going totally unbiased between those two schools and you can you can go down the line with auburn you can go down the line with georgia and, yeah. and alabama you even said old miss can get some draw there's a there's a lot of different schools uh whether whether or not they're they're at the top of their game or not, it still doesn't yeah. matter with the SEC. Well, and is that where the – because I still feel like we've said it, oh, the SEC bias, like that actual phrase is is leaving. But I don't think it truly – The gap I don't, is closed. I don't think it truly has left, though. I still I think that there is that mantra of SEC bias. Oh, 100%. I, I don't what see – What do you mean by SEC bias? As far as even just with viewership. I even think that yeah. with, with the viewership as well. I mean, well, everything's biased to the East Coast, right? In general, like, you can put that in every aspect of of television in every sport. Everything's right. based on East Coast time. Everything's based on East Coast cities. East Coast biased. I mean, that, I mean, you're seeing trends towards West Coast a bit, yeah, as far as LA, but East Coast biased. That's where the population is. Well, I also I would go as far as saying this too. Like, if you really want to look at the bias and really get an understanding for it. Take uh, so take the top ten teams in the AP polls. See how many are SEC. See how many are uh, Big Ten. Remove those teams from your list. You have the others within that conference. Now see which one looks more appealing. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you the SEC is going to look more appealing. Those schools are going to look consistently more appealing because they're going to have the better draw. They're going to have the better uh, scouts. They're going to, I mean, they're, they're going to be pulling talent. They may not be running for the championship every year. You may not see mm-hmm. Ole Miss running for the championship every year, but I guarantee you, you're going to see Ole Miss on TV. You're going to see Ole Miss being one of, those big, one of those big names, but you're not going to see Purdue. You're not going to see Maryland. Illinois. Huh? You're not gonna see Maryland. Yeah, you're not, you're not gonna, gonna see right. those teams. Right. Only and, only if they're playing a top notch Big Ten school, but not that'd be the only time you ever and, see and them. And that being, can change over time. And, it could. and, and right. they can have a single year. You look at a single year, Big Ten can have a better year. They can have more depth, a couple of better teams, but history is gonna be with SEC. It's gonna take time to go away from that. I would like I would, the the history goes back farther with the SEC. Unfortunately, I mean it's not a, I have no bias here. I grew up in Connecticut. Like I'm an AAC guy, technically, or Big East guy. I don't Are you have, saying you think the SEC history goes back further than the Big Ten history? It, you know, it doesn't. I mean, no, not total history. I'm saying, but the bias or the popular, the popularity of the history of the of the conference. And who do we have to thank for deeper that? Deeper in the SEC, Alabama. 
<laughs> but I mean, uh, yeah. But even before Alabama, I mean, Alabama's had its time, but Florida had domination. Yeah. And, uh, and Auburn, Auburn has some, some, some domination. Yep. LSU. Uh, all right, so real quick, I brought yeah, this up. Yeah, we're not even talking about SEC. We're still, so this, is, this is an SEC thing. And so I wish <laughs> I wish Peyton was here because we've, me and him have had our debates on Harbaugh. And there's it's lots serious. of reasons why I hate Harbaugh. So <laughs> because this is in the news today because there's a book coming out. So there's a book that's coming out. Um, Michigan fans will absolutely love this because, yeah, they, they will. Uh, book coming out by John Bacon entitled Overtime, Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines at the Crossroads of College Football. Essentially, he wrote in another book before, this is just a book that is about how Michigan does it right. Like, they're above reproach. I'm sorry, what? Right. (laughs) Michigan does it right. You know, the stand-up school that they are, they never do anything. 16 years of losing the game to uh, OSU. They do it right. That's their excuse. Let's not forget the the Ed Martin scandal that banned them from college basketball and lost on my champion, but whatever. Um Anyway, so that's what the book is going to be And they're down about. in flames. That's right. So anyway, <laughs> that's the conversation going on. And so Harbaugh is interviewed for the book, and he makes a comment in the book where he's referring to the schools in the South, the SEC, because, yes, they do spend – they actually give their players a per diem that is $5,000 a year as compared to $2,400 a year. They do get $2,500 more oh, the stipend. at the, the, stipend, the at stipend at the school than what Big Ten. His, his phrase for this was, it's hard to beat the cheaters. What? Okay, this is my thing. Even if it, that's true, like I don't, I don't think it is. But even if that is true, how does you saying that help anything? Like, in my opinion, all that does is make you look like whiny because you can't win against not yes, even the schools yes. in the South. You can't win against the schools up top. Plus, you want to look at the top. Michigan, as far as spending goes, saying that those schools spend more. Michigan's number seven in overall money spent in the country. It goes Georgia, Alabama, Texas, Clemson. Texas A&M, Florida is that accounting State, Michigan, for all the, uh, Penn State, LSU, Oklahoma for the top is 10. That, is that accounting for all the trips to Europe? Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the trip to Rome. Or let's, let's talk about cheating. Like, is, well, it wasn't cheating. There was definitely a line that was a blurred line when he did the IMG Academy, like setting up the camp at IMG Academy. Well, it's not recruiting, but you're bringing down your training camp down in SEC's backyard to try and get college kids to go look at or when he wanted to go after Shea Patterson a couple of the guys from Ole Miss a couple years ago he flew down to Ole Miss and actually like tried picking the players off from the school like he was doing that in the pros I know like this is we are we, we got to start getting breaking down the uh, the Big Ten so this, th- but this oh is this, this is this, well, this is, is. Right, well, I'm going to talk some NFL so I'm just trying to get the boat going here <laughs> like it's just it's making a statement trying to say that because Alabama gets the national champs because they cheat you don't have any proof of that like you you can, no, Al- you can okay. have all the assumptions in the world, but there's no proof that Alabama cheats. They've never been found of wrongdoing at all. I despise so. Alabama. I've despised Alabama for years. I will give credit where credit is due. Alabama is one of the most dominant teams in college football. Now, you want to say something about Alabama as far as how they uh, handle their players? I think they handle their players horrifically because the, none of those players, except for maybe one or two, out of their classes, for their senior classes, goes on to actually be decent in the pros. Derrick Henry was in the pros for how many seasons before he actually got decent with the Titans? Like, I, I know this is this is a big ten, but no, uh, you, no, Jim Harbaugh is wrong. I, I just I despise Jim Harbaugh too, but my brother-in-law, <laughs> he says the Big Ten doesn't need any help breaking down. That's yeah, <laughs> good. That's good. I mean, that's good. I will say I don't think they're the better conference. I was just saying it's like I like the fact that like I think we get more even matchups. That maybe that'd be a good thing. Like, but well, like we were saying in the beginning, I feel like if you look at the Big Ten holistically 
from top to bottom. I mean, uh, so, I mean, just looking at the list here, you know, especially yeah, the East. I, oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I'm just looking overall, like overall Big Ten. If you look at every single team on that list, you don't see a single team that would go winless, but you also don't see a team that would go undefeated. Yeah. Uh, there, there are games, there's matchups here where you could go, hmm. That could go one way or the other. We, were, I think we were just talking about it before. Oh, just last season, OSU played Purdue and lost horrifically. Horrifically, oh, I might really, add. Really bad. Yeah. I loved well, it. We got steamrolled. And Mar- the Maryland-Ohio State game. I would say Ohio State played bad. Maryland just came out and played really well. Maryland the played best very, game of the century that they've played. Like Maryland played very well in that game. And that's the thing, though, is like I'm saying, you know, Every season has those ups and downs. I feel like with the Big Ten, like we were talking about with the SEC, you know, you're going to have your powerhouses. But with the Big Ten, there's not a single matchup that you could sit there and go, "There's one team that's going to win this." It's it's hard to evaluate when they're they're beating each other up, right? It's hard yeah. to see yeah. one single game when when the one of the last teams in the division can <laughs> play evenly with one of the best. How do you evaluate that single game? Because they're all beating each other up, yep. and over a course of twelve games or so, it, it makes it tough. Are they really? Are they the best division because all of them are competitive, or are they second, third, fourth division because you can't tell who's clearly the best, and it, they're just kind yep. of well. That's why it's always that's why it's always exciting, at least for me, to see some of the the teams that Big Ten does schedule as far as out of conference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So whenever you see that they like when Ohio State and Oklahoma played each other yep. early in the year for I think they had a two game swing, one at Oklahoma, one at Ohio State, it was it was fun to watch those types of games because it was okay, this kind of helps us give us a, a measuring stick of where the other teams are within the Big Ten yep. by how Ohio State does throughout their league play. So I do agree. I think it is something like Thomas was saying that um, you do have the ability to uh, get an idea of what it, what does the Big Ten actually look like, which Thomas was showing. Was it the Detroit Houston? Yeah, it was Detroit. Yeah. So we, yeah. we talked about this in the pre-show. So I I, sh- I should be able to pull up. It here, was minus five hundred. I minus five hundred. Okay, so they were was. minus five hundred. I, I was way off what I said. And it, it, this happened a couple of weeks ago with Houston when they were playing Baltimore. The other. Terrible right. team in the largest in seven years spread. They said for I baseball? think it, well, it had to be close to the Baltimore game because yeah. that was it was more than Baltimore, Baltimore won, and and they said that was the biggest upset in, right. of the year. You 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 know that that had to just and it was give Verlander the Tigers for both. Right. It was Verlander for both. Games. So That's you right. know what, yeah. the Astros signed Paul Crew. That's who they signed. That's they signed Paul Crew to do point shaving. <laughs> That's funny. They, they had a lot of money riding on those. Little guys. little longish yard, longish yard. All right, shadow. let's bring it back to to Big Ten here. So <laughs> we interrupt this programming for baseball. Now we're back to football. Okay. That's positive so, baseball news for you. Yeah, I mean we get one we win. Get All right, yeah. Like we don't get that off. But I, the, the thing that's a downside of that is like if there's a team right now that I'm pulling for other than the Tigers, it is the Astros. I'm pulling for JV, and he just got beat by my team. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm like, keep on losing, get the number one pick. But anyway, um, so yeah, mo- moving in then to the Big Ten. So can we get can we get the West out of the way? Sure. Let's start with let's go ahead and start with the West. The I feel like there's three teams. The, the little brother, ne- Nebraska, and every, let's not use that phrase. When we're talking Big Ten. Just let's 
avoid that. Okay. So three a sore spot. It is a sore spot. Okay. Three teams have a legit chance. <laughs> oh, I feel like there's four teams. Four teams. Four teams. All right, you going Northwestern, Iowa, Wisconsin, and Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Those are your four. Yep. Okay, that's what I was kind of figuring. All right, we're done with that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, there's more <laughs> to talk just, about. I'm just kidding. I, I see. I think it's a two-team race in the West. Two-team. I think it's two a two-team team race in the West. I, I think you're down between Scott Frost and Paul Christ, Nebraska and Wisconsin. Yeah, I could say that. Um, while you, you, you don't I believe like, in Iowa this year? No, but Kurt no. Ferentz. Okay. Kurt Ferentz is a good Minnesota? coach, and Iowa's a team that can do anything. But I don't think Iowa's anywhere near a point to where they can actually pull to actually win the division. They were 9-4 and four last year. I, I know, but that's, that's what they do. I mean, they finished kind of that out, but I don't think they're actually going to win the division. Like, I don't think they're strong enough to. Um, so, th- yeah, there's that. I don't I don't put Iowa in that. Even though they are ranked in the top 20, I don't think they finished the year ranked. Um, Northwestern is one that you can always kind of put on that. Northwestern is more of the team that's kind of like that trap when you play them. They're a good, solid team for who knows why, but um, – it's always a uh, twenty-four to twenty type game. Uh, Fitzgerald is I was just say, able. Fitzgerald's the reason Fitz, why. You're right. Fitzgerald's always able to just get these guys to play to an unbelievable level for what they are. Honestly, are you surprised that he hasn't gotten a better job? Oh, he's been offered. He doesn't want to. He's he's a, he's building a culture right. There. He loves yeah. being. That's his alma mater. He loves being there. That's where he wants to stay. He wants to he, build a legacy at Northwestern. Will he leave? No. No, will he be able to build something at Northwestern? I think I he's built mean, what he's going to be able to build. That's what I say. I think he's content with that. I think he wants more, but he's okay if this is all it is. See, he's okay staying there and having it be that. There's the thing, though. I I can't back that because as a, as a fan who would want to see – if I were a Northwestern fan, I would want to see them elevate to a whole new level – where they're just constant contender. If they if if he's gonna be okay with just average, if he's gonna be okay with just mm-hmm. that, what's going on there now? Uh, I, I I call I call it a cop out. I call it uh, I call it foul play because I I don't I, I don't see where you're not giving your team the mentality of let's go be the best you're giving your team of hey midway's great See, but i don't think he's given that in there i think he's trying he wants his team to be the best which and he's wanting to compete for a championship I, I will say northwestern as far as schedule friendly they actually have a very friendly schedule to be able to see about possibly getting into the playoffs they put they start off at stanford mm-hmm. which that's a really good non-conference game stanford's starting off the season ranked at 25 so that's a that would be a ranked win if they were to get that then they, they have to play at Wisconsin, at Nebraska, Ohio State, Iowa, all ranked teams. So, at Michigan State as well. So, I mean, they, they have a schedule placed before them where if they were to get, I mean, if they were to get 11 wins out of that. Oh, see, that, that, and that's why I say they're not even so much a sleeper. They're just the team that, while I'm not putting them in my top two, they're definitely a team that could win it. I, I'd put them above Iowa at this point in time. Um, Mine, I, I st- I'm still going to give it to Paul Christ in Wisconsin. I don't think Wisconsin's super great. It's just the most proven system of, sure. of the East. Jordan Bo- Taylor. 
Right. The what makes me big on Nebraska is the way Nebraska finished <clears throat> out last year. They finished a lot stronger in and the, they were they're defensively getting very good. I mean, Ooh, roster wise, they on. were terrible too. Right. And that's that just kind of goes to show the kind of the kind of coach that Scott Frost is. Right. I think with him bringing in this crop of individuals, <laughs> Thomas hates Scott Frost. Well, no, because you guys were raving. We did when we did these previews last year. You yeah. Was, Watch out for Nebraska, Did, nine uh, wins. Uh, uh, no. Watch out for Nebraska, it, it, ten win season coming. Him and Peyton. Him, yeah, I was, I was, I was. Yeah. No, I held him back a little bit on that. Him and Peyton were all over. Nebraska. I was just saying. I was just. I was just saying. Look, look at a turnaround. I was saying, look at a turnaround. And it's still gonna not. It's not gonna be a two year turnaround. They need another year or two. They might need one more year. I don't know if they're going to be in contention. Actually, this is not a nine win. I I don't know if they'll actually win it this year. But I would say Northwestern and Wisconsin would be. Well, my you're two talking expectation-wise, like it's a nine, ten win. Team. No, I would say they they could have probably eight, nine would probably be the ceiling. I would say nine is the ceiling. I would agree with that. That's five games better than last year. Yes, uh, but look, I think that but they look, absolutely could at, do that. Uh, I got like actually, I'm, I'm no, remembering I seven, last year seven wins. They were in a lot of their games. They, they lost too, right? They. Not, yeah, in mo- most, not in the beginning. Most not in the beginning. Most of them. I, mean, I say most of them. Yes, they were. Even ones they lost. But Scott Frost was was creating a, a culture at that time too. I mean, he really was. So I'm. I still think yes, they could win eight or nine games and and make a decent bowl game. I think they could. Yep. Yeah, so they're. I said that's going to be. I'm going to go with Wisconsin as my pick to win the West. With Nebraska, strong possibility in my mind. I'd also throw Northwestern up there. Uh, I think outside of that, I I don't think Iowa. Now the one I will say, I'm I'm curious. I want to see what PJ Fleck is going to do in Minnesota. This third year now, decent. yeah, Th- right, third year, yeah, third year, no, second year. Last year was his first year there. I think it is his third year. I think you're right. Is it third year, okay. So four years ago was the row mm-hmm. at uh, Western Michigan. Okay, third year. I his third year. I believe in him as a coach. I don't know if there's enough pieces at Minnesota to do anything. I think they're at least a seven-win team. I just don't know if they're going to be enough to be able to win the conference. They're they're going to be in at least in the. I think they'll be in the thick of things when it comes down to the end of the season. I think they'll with, at least with three games left. They'll be in the hunt. Still. I think they'll still be in the hunt. Okay. I think they'll be on the outside looking in, but I think they'll be in the hunt. Can can we all say whoever wins the West though? more than likely does not win the Big Ten. Um it depends on who. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there for the uh for the West. Uh and everybody can call me crazy. Um I actually think it's gonna be Wisconsin and Iowa for the West. And the reason I think it's Iowa is because I so last season they surprised me with how well uh they, they did not Kirk have, Ferentz always puts together a good squad. Yes. And it's never superstars either. No, it's always your middle of the ground. Like he is a Mark D'Antonio esque. The him and Mark D'Antonio, two longest serving coaches in the Big Ten, and they're very similar. Yes, absolutely. And I see that Iowa. I see Iowa truly kind of you know. I see Iowa being that sleeper team that could take the entire West, 
I do agree with you, though, whoever comes out of the West is not going to win the Big Ten. I don't see that kind of firepower coming out of any of those teams. I I mean, uh, granted, like, you you have your upsets like we saw last season. You have uh, your uh, Iowa, you have your Purdue, you have your Northwestern who could all – I mean, Wisconsin you can pretty much always guarantee is going to be at the top of the West. They've always got that that X factor that can just blow everybody else away. But – I mean, you have Purdue, Iowa, and Northwestern right there who have the team. I mean, I don't even think that any any of those three teams actually lost many of their key players last season uh, to anything, really, whether it be the draft or uh, just transfer. You know, transfer. I think that they are bringing back most of their squads, and those squads were actually were wrecking house. And if they weren't wrecking house, they were definitely coming close to it, knocking the whole house off the supports here. Like... I, I genuinely see one of those three teams being up there with Wisconsin. I, not taking anything away from Nebraska, not taking anything. I mean, well, Illinois, Minnesota, I don't know. Eh, all those. But those are. Those are <laughs> Minnesota being the one, Illinois, no. I mean, yeah, but I, I mean, I really see Northwestern, Iowa, or Purdue, one of those three really making the headway to get up there. I don't even and, know who's coaching at Illinois now because Lovey Smith's gone. Who's. I don't even know who's there. <laughs> I don't know who's at Illinois either. <laughs> I don't think anybody knows at this point. Does Illinois even exist? If Illinois scored a touchdown, nobody was there to hear, see it. Did, <laughs> Did they, they score actually touchdowns? score? Uh, it's kind of like if the tree falls in the woods. Is anybody hearing it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I, I am with him on Wisconsin. I think actually Wisconsin probably has a not a great shot, but I think they have a decent shot to compete. If they make it through, that offense can be really good. They probably have... Uh, a top three offensive line in the Big Ten. They obviously have the best running back, probably not, probably the best running back in college football. In, in behind Taylor. Travis Etienne, I give it to Taylor. Oh, I give it to Taylor. Oh, I give it to Taylor. Oh, he's got he's got a better. I think he might even have a better offensive line. Uh, I think he might even have a better. Wisconsin offensive line. typically does have the better. They offensive have a really line. good offensive line. Taylor, obviously in his senior year, if not the best, he's probably at. The second best running back in college football. Yeah, they're they're their, big, their, their biggest w- weakness was going to be the quarterback play last year with Hornybrook, but he's finally gone. <laughs> he's off, finally gone. finally gone <laughs> off to Florida State. They got a really good recruit. I don't know if he's going to start the year, but they one of their top recruits coming in was Graham Mertz, quarterback, really really solid. He's supposed to be really talented. Oh, yeah. Four star, four star recruit yep. quarterback. Yeah. He's competing right now with the guy, uh, Cohen, who took over for Hornybrook at the end of the year last year. Did all right. But it's going to be Mertz eventually. And when he takes over, he er- he's going to earn it. I, and that t- that offense will be really good. I see Cohn actually transferring sooner rather than yeah, not. Yeah, I don't think he, like, he's not holding on to that job no, much longer. No, 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 no. He won't. All right, so. I was going to say, I think it depends as far as if – if Northwestern or Wisconsin were to get to the championship, it's just going to depend on who comes out of the East, whether or not I think they have a chance of winning. I actually oh, wow. just... Way to play it safe. Just be, yeah. Just because of Pat Fitzgerald, though, in terms of who will come out of the West, I think he is the best coach in the West. So I'll, I'll take Northwestern to oh, win. okay. Yeah. All right. I think they'll come out. Well, we'll leave it there for the Big Ten West. And I have no shame, so we're moving over to the Big Ten Whoa, East. <laughs> again, again, Jackson, and he scores! scores on the last play of the game. 
Let it breathe. Yeah. I'm the last player again. Let it breathe. <laughs> Joe Test. I never, never get tired of hearing that. That was Sean that's, McDonough. That was McDonough. Yeah. It's my ringtone. And Is it really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Ch- Chadwick, real quickly, said he thinks that Wisconsin is going to win the Big Ten, taking down the Buckeyes in there the Big Ten Championship. Oh, Shocking really the college world. Well, Chad Chadwick, I want to say I agree with you, but Wisconsin has done that how many times, and they've let us down how many times? <laughs> I, I feel like that's just not going to happen. I don't see Wisconsin, not even because I'm a Buckeyes fan, I don't see Wisconsin capitalizing in a big game. They just don't have that factor. They they, they just don't. They can make it all the way through the uh, the West and get all the way up to that, that, that final moment. They're not going to do it. So I feel like we need to have Jody on the show when <laughs> no. when Michigan no. and Michigan State play each other. No. I think that needs to happen. No. <laughs> Just for entertainment no. purposes. No. Can that happen? No. <laughs> the beauty of doing this show in Virginia is that I can choose to not have Wolverines be co-host. So it's... <laughs> I love you all. You know that. <laughs> it doesn't show all the time. It, but no, know. it doesn't. I, I told somebody else today. I was like, I, I despise, hate U of M to it. It's really an unhealthy amount. See, like, <laughs> before I before uh, I showed up here today, you you told me you told me one thing that I could easily do throughout this entire episode, and that is bash Michigan. Oh, so yeah, I mean, I'm gonna have some fun with this. <laughs> See, uh, you, you 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 thought that we wouldn't get along. Because I'm no, no. He's a no, no. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Right, exactly. Oh wow, wow. It's, that's... it's it's like this. World War Two. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> World whoa. War Two. World War Two. Russia. <laughs> U.S. <laughs> against Germany. Like that's. <laughs> Why am I the communist? Why, Russia? <laughs> Why am I the communist? <laughs> You're the visitor. <laughs> okay, okay, let's let's dive. Is in your this. team color not red? I mean. His face is red. Not right yet. It is. I'm a ginger. It happens. So uh, scarlet and gray, not scarlet and yellow over here. You don't see a scythe with some stars just on our flag. Hey, it was just for a point. I wasn't saying that you guys are commies, but oh yeah, well, come right. game day, you will. <laughs> all right. So yes, I'll go last when we we talk Big Ten because. Uh, well, is, well, this, this a, I guess, is this a three-team race? What are, what are we looking at? For four-team race? Yeah, this is a four-team race. Four-team race. This, so this you have Penn State up there. So we're obviously... Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come out and I'm going to say it and get it out front. Get the paint. Throw the paint out of the way. Just, just, let's just get rip, out, rip, rip off, off the that band-aid. band-aid. Hear me right now. This is actually like ripping out your arm. This isn't ripping off a it's band-aid. It's painful here. All right. So... I hate having to say this. I did the same let's thing last can, year. Just if, say it. Let's see if he can actually go through with it. Is he going to go through with it? It, it sounds like this. I'm, gonna, I'm going to disagree with <laughs> you. I have. It's, I, I reserve the right after a few weeks to change my mind by me saying this. But. It goes for the record right of what now, he's about to say. I am, I am going to say that that team from Ann Arbor wins the Big Ten. That team up north didn't get nothing. <laughs> I hope you are right. More than you know. I hope you are right. He, I, I, you know what? I'm I I'm gonna save my point. Y'all, one of y'all take it for a moment, because <laughs> I'm gonna go he's in. He's gonna cool down. He's, I'm gonna go he's in. Gotta, he's gotta he's gotta get composed. Uh, I I honestly, I think it. I I don't think it's Michigan. I, I, looking at the schedule, I mean, you're going out there with the same offense, basically, right? Yep. Ba- basically the same offense. Yes, I and I get that. This is the thing that where my question comes in. 
It's an offense that has a lot of talent on it. The problem is that Jim Harbaugh has not been able to get out of his own way and let a coordinator call a game. That, that's that's and been they why new, they have They have won. a new coordinator, right? They have a coordinator. They have and a new he has offensive said, coordinator. This is, the, this is the caveat that comes in. He hasn't called, has not called an offensive play in Division One yet. The new coordinator. The new coordinator. Neither has ours. So that, that's both the caveats that will go on on the coordinator side of things. I think anything is going to be improvement as long as Jim Harbaugh can stay out of Jim Harbaugh's way and let the coordinator call the game. If he can do that, I think Michigan is he can't, the most talented right, roster but, from top to bottom when has right he now. Said, when has he shown he's, he can do He that? said he'll do that, though. That's what they've said they but, do. Just this year? Like, he's yeah. never done that in his career. Right, it's true. And that, in San Francisco, and he and never let them do that. And this is, like I said, where the caveat comes in. What I worry about, I don't worry because I hope this happens beyond belief. The problem is that when you get down to a tight game situation, when Jim needs to let the coordinator make that call, he's going to come up with something that he's going to try taking over and it's going to backfire. That, that's what I if, I, if I'm looking back as a Wolverine fan, that would be my fear, even if you see a lot of promise out of the office. Wait, wait, wait somebody get that clip of him saying, If I'm a Wolverine fan. I said, If. That's a <laughs> darn take that if, if out. Yeah, he says, I'm a Wolverine fan. Here, here's the thing, right? If they're going to win, they need 11 wins. If, uh, if they're going to win, to I think me, 10 they, can they, do it. I think 10 no, can do it. Huh? Ten wins can do it, dude. My blood pressure's going up, man. What ten, are you doing? Ten is not, <laughs> ten is not going to clearly win it, and then that forces them to win that last game against Ohio State, and then go ahead and win, obviously the conference. That that's uh, two must-win games. I don't see that. They need eleven wins. In in my mind, and, and looking at the schedule, there's there's too many swing games. I'm there's I'm, way too there's way too many swing games. They have to go pretty much five for five against. Look at this. You have at Wisconsin. You have at Penn State. At Wisconsin. Okay. At, at, hold up. Let, hold let, up. Let, let's go through the schedule. My, my oh, please. Middle oh, Tennessee please State do. University win. Army. Okay. I'm that's not a, going that's win by game. win. I'm going. You have these swing games. Okay. Of at Wisconsin, at Penn State, yeah, they, they Notre own, Dame. They own Wisconsin, though. Michigan I mean, State after a bye, and Ohio State. That's five swing games right there that are almost equal talent. I'm gonna. You need to go five for five in those. This is uh, uh, the, ten, the reason I say ten wins does it is because I think they lose to Notre Dame. That's one, and I think they lose either to Michigan State or Ohio State. More, most, both. most likely, this is what I predict is going to happen. I like I said, I think Michigan wins the Big Ten, and Michigan fans are going to hate me for saying this. They win the Big Ten, but they still don't beat Buckeye. And that's what uh, I don't see them in. winning if they don't if they lose that last game. I don't see them winning. I'm looking. Okay, look with Michigan. I'm, I'm looking at their schedule right now. Middle Tennessee win. Army win. Wisconsin. It's a win. maybe. It's it's a win. maybe. Uh, Rutgers win. win. Iowa win. win. Illinois win. win. Penn State probably that's win at Penn State. It's at that. No, I'm with him. It's at, at Penn, Penn State. State. Penn State. You just said they're 15th in the in the country right now. Yeah, and uh, you don't walk into Penn State and expect to walk out. You know, hold your hands up. <laughs> Can they that, win? Yes, but that's like fifty-one percent. Yes, that's yeah. like that's I, 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 I. That's that's one that's definitely a question. That's why mark. I'm saying I there's, was, there's right too now. Many I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick them to win that game, though. Then you, but then you have Notre Dame. Yes. No, they, they lose that game. 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 Oh, losing it. Okay, okay. But, but that game doesn't count against their conference conference standings. Okay, you have Maryland win. Win. You have Michigan State. 
after a bye. <laughs> after a bye, I'm giving that and to Michigan Jim State. Jim Harbaugh has been. Te- that's why I'm saying that's either us or you because Harbaugh has been terrible after bye games. But I'm giving it to Michigan State or after bye games after bye weeks. Indiana win, but I see them losing to Ohio State in the game. That could be three. Sixteen losses, years, right? baby. <laughs> I mean, that could be three losses right there. Could that not be three losses? That would be that would be three that losses. Be three if that now, happened to be a three-loss team, two two in the conference. Now look at Ohio two State in the conference. Now I, I'm not going to be biased. I promise. I'm not going to be biased on this. I'm going. I'm going facts of who they're playing. Uh, tough schedule. Very tough. Yes. So I game one, Atlanta. That's a win. Cincinnati win. Indiana win. Uh, Miami, Ohio win. Nebraska. Win. That's one of those games where we might actually struggle because. When it comes to any Big Ten teams like that that are up there, we have some problems. But I see it as a win. Michigan State, I see us losing to y'all. I see us getting a loss to y'all. I will give you that. I will say us. I see us losing to Michigan State. Northwestern win. win. Th- that that game will be the te- the telltale sign for how our seasons are going to go. Oh, Correct. Oh, absolutely. Because it's so early. Talking I, October fifth. I think I think we're State. both undefeated going into that game. Oh, absolutely. No, I, I think I think both teams are going to go in undefeated, but I do believe Michigan State's going to come out. I think that's going to be the wake-up call for Ohio State to run run the rest of the table. I, th- I, I see think we, that. I think we win that game, too. I, and, that's why I, and that's why I've said I think that you get a couple of losses, and I think Michigan only gets one conference loss. I'll actually go as far as saying this. If Ohio State wins that game against Michigan State, they do not win the, the conference. I see them getting another two or three losses before the end of the season. If you saying Ohio State, if they if they beat Michigan State, you don't think you? Go I on? do not see them winning. Really, but if you lose, you see them coming out. And I think that's the wake up call. Going into the bye week okay. as yeah. a wake up call. Yep, I see that being the wake up call. I see, I see them actually having the wake up call for that, and then running Northwestern, Wisconsin, Maryland, Rutgers, Penn State, and then running the game. And I see us finishing in the top five. This is the case that I'll make for Ohio State. A lot of people have been down on Ohio State in the media this year with. Losing Haskins, Fields going to be taking the place of quarterback. Let's be honest; they've been down Justin, on this because of the right. whole thing that happened with the coaches. And I, and I agree; like they've been they've been down on that in the coaching. However, everybody, I don't know how you can be down on the, on uh, Ryan Day. You can't. Ryan Day they actually might have looked better last year. Ryan his, Ryan Day's yes, they look more organized right. last year. Ryan Day pretty much coached that team game in game out. Let's be uh, Urban Urban was Urban, on the sideline with the headaches. How many games you saw him not being able to effectively be in it? Ryan was running the show. I'm not worried yeah, about no, that. No, every game he was Nobody. running. And he, they gave him complete reign over the offensive scheme and play calling for that uh, yeah. Michigan game. Anybody and worried they about blew it yeah. up? A- anybody worried about Ryan Day didn't watch last year? Right when when he yep. took over. Uh, yeah, the, my question where it comes down to is come down to the quarterback play. Well, yeah, How does Fields I, do? Whoa. As long as he gets the, uh, I, I think does, he get the, does he get the job? Does Fields get the job? Yes, yes Fields got no, okay. Fields oh, is confirmed. There's nobody behind him. That's actually one of the weaknesses is they don't hurt, have yeah, a, they don't have a clear cut number does, two. Does anyone know? But but who, which one are you taking? Are you taking Fields or Patterson? No, that's the question. That's the big question. Uh, if any, you want if you want to answer that between who's going to be a better Michigan or uh, or Ohio State, it's going to be either Patterson or Fields. Who are you going to take? McCaffrey. <laughs> Listen, Harbaugh has said they're playing McCaffrey every game, and I think McCaffrey is a more talented player than than Shea is. is. But and I would not, the leash? I would what's not the be surprised if you think Jim is going to be quick to pull the not leash quick, on but I would not be surprised if you saw Shea, something change later on and it become McCaffrey's show. Shea Patterson's their golden boy, dude. He's Shea Patterson has been their golden boy. That's it's not going to happen. 
McCaffrey's going to be riding the pine pony for the entire <laughs> season. Pony. He is going to be he dude. He is going to be handing out water cups. So is the only why why I see McCaffrey honestly if McCaffrey were smart and I'm not even bashing Michigan for this if McCaffrey were smart he would leave Michigan and go somewhere where he could use his talent I'm not bashing him as a player but they love Patterson get, way too much he'll get a year starting if he stays for at least one more year no McCaffrey no, I, will but okay so what's the what's the plan here does he would just want to start for Michigan for, for one, one year, year and then just run right off into the sunset with all of his dreams and glory no. If you want to make a run at the pros, go to a team where you can show off. Right. Go to a team where you can show your skills. Harbaugh, okay, Harbaugh as a coach has his players that he truly wants to see play. Like you said yourself, when it comes down to coaching schemes, Harbaugh's got it up here. He doesn't care what the, what his, his coordinators are saying. He's going to do it up here because he sees these players doing these things. Yep. Patterson's that guy. Patterson is that I th- guy. I think and I'm, where I'm with you on that is I think that he'd be reluctant not to have Patterson because he went out and got Patterson, brought him in from the old Miss transfer. Correct. And for him to not have Patterson play the whole way out would be him admitting he was wrong. And Harbaugh does not do that. And that's what I'm saying. Like, McCaffrey, it's not a Jim Harbaugh thing. Like, <laughs> and see, it's not a dig at him. That's just not. That's his personality. That's his personality. Yeah. That's his personality. McCaffrey if, needs to go show his skills off on a, at a big team. I mean, honestly, like he could go to like a big SEC team if he wanted to or something of that nature where he could really just like show out what he can do and and exercise his talent as a player i think he is going to be riding that bench the entire time he is a suck again and i don't care what <laughs> anybody says he's going to ruin his career if he stays we, we've talked about you know i'm not i'm not big on shay like i think shay's okay but i don't think shay is enough to be able to get you to win a championship no it, i can say this if they played mccaffrey the whole way through the year i'd be worried absolutely absolutely i think mccaffrey is a way better choice for them to go with I think McCaffrey is an absolutely phenomenal choice for them to go with, but I, it's not going to happen. I think Shea is a, is a project, and I think this year I'm actually kind of excited to see What's what his he last year? I know. I'm, I'm excited to see what he'll do his senior year. I actually think he's going to have a good year, personally. I think he'll have a good year. But what, what something that you guys brought up that actually was something that I wanted to bring apart of my point was Justin Fields. Did you know that he was actually ranked higher than Trevor Lawrence? Yes. Yeah. He was the highest ranked he was, recruit that yeah, year. He was the number one. Yeah. So I am interested to see what he is going to do at Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, I want to see what he does in a situation where spotlight is on him because it is on him. It is big time on him. Oh, absolutely. He is. I think he is the marquee guy on that team. Well, I mean, uh, so look, we look at uh, the past few years of Ohio State as far as quarterbacks go. You have uh, JT Barrett. You have Braxpin Miller. You yep. have. Uh, um, Cardale Jones, third string baby. You have uh, all those guys. Yeah, Justin Fields uh, is n- now the lineup. Where I mean, he's Terrell just taking over after after. Uh, 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 what's his name? JT Haskins. Barrett. Um, Haskins. Thank you, Haskins. That's right. You know, he's taking over after Haskins. Of course, the spotlight is going to be on him all season to see how he does, and I think he's going to blow it out of the water. I think everyone is kind of low key giving Ohio State that nudge of like, "Yo, you're probably going to suck this season." No, no. I think I think legit that they're going to that Justin Fields is going to take that team over, and you're going to see a Belichick and Brady situation between Day and Fields. I think I think that is going to be a beautiful combination of coach and quarterback, and I think they're about to show everybody in the Big Ten what's up so what weapons does Ohio State have as far as receivers though see that that's the problem that's K- the problem KJ Hill is going to be the new number one okay absolutely yeah, KJ no, that, Hill is going to be the new number one so he had, he had about 70 catches last year so he yep. well, it's, it's not a scrub I mean this right. guy was a high recruit and 
he actually performed pretty well last year. So yep. for me, looking at the Michigan Ohio State, since we're we're kind of on that that kick right now, for me, Michigan, I see them. I, I could see them definitely losing at Penn State. I do think they win that game. I also think they absolutely can beat Notre Dame. I know Notre Dame's gonna be very good defensively this year again, but uh, I don't know what they're gonna do offensively. They kind of struggled even last year offensively, so can't be worse. Yeah, and Michigan's gonna be good defensively again, like they normally are. They're always good defensively. As long as Don Brown is there, they're gonna be able to make the right calls. They that's the thing though. They lost a lot on defense. Yeah, yeah, but they always losing Lashawn well. Gary and Devin Bush. But okay. you but you say that even the year before that when they lose Taco. F- or whatever his name. Yeah, but everybody was. knew they still had Devin Bush and Sean Gary. Like, but you didn't know who they were. Yeah, you, you knew. Yes, you knew. Everybody you knew. knew because everybody knew who because Sean Gary him. was. Everybody knew who Gary was. Gary was. Everybody when Gary got recruited and signed by or signed at U of M, everybody said he is the most NFL ready player right out of high school anybody's ever seen. But they still get four star, five star recruits on defense. They always bring in guys on defense. Oh, we, okay. we know the talent. But, but, and st- the talent's going to be there. And still, th- that should be enough of a question, though, to make you want, like, if I don't think the problem this year, if U of M doesn't win, I don't think it's because of necessarily a lack of offense. I think it's a lack of the play calling getting in and the defense not being as good as they were last year and the year before. But if you have the, the two things, if you have... They'll still be good. If you have excellent talent... I don't know why you guys are arguing because he picked Michigan. Yeah. Well, if, if, so if what you are have, you arguing? He it, picked Michigan. Right. If you have excellent talent, you have excellent coaching, typically you're going to have a good defense and that, unless you just have a player that can't so, make a good decision. Real, but, real quick, right? Real quick. We've been talking a lot about Ohio State, obviously, in Michigan. Do you see one of the other two teams having a decent shot? Let me Penn make State, a Michigan. state from Michigan State. We'll go ahead quickly because we do Let need to get it. to NFL shortly because it's already almost an hour. And we, we, we went two hours last <laughs> we, week. We've and been running this bad boy. I, I, told I still you this haven't eaten dinner yet, and so I'm getting pretty hungry. <laughs> This is dinner. This All is right, dinner. Let, let, let me <laughs> make my case for Michigan here. State, and then the meat and somebody you should need, make buddy. a case for Penn State because Penn State it's definitely has a case football. as well, too, for it. Okay, last year we're number 10, finished season number 10 defense. We were in the number top five in defense for the majority of the year. Last year, majority of the games we lost were within. I mean, we only allowed 18 points per game is what our average were. In our losses, that's all we gave up. It's Last year's problem was the offense was beat up, injured, Horrible play calling. Horrible execution. Wait, who are we talking about? Michigan State. Okay. La- last year. Number one, six, finished 116 last year in offensive production. Okay. Majority of that defense is back this year with some freshmen and sophomores coming back into the backfield that are going to be crazy good. Joe Bocci back on, on defense. That defense is going to be just as strong as it was last year, if not stronger. Top five defense. It's it's a top five defense. Yeah. Okay. That offense, and then if you have that strong of a defense and we're that close to where we were last year, that offense only needs to it, – it, you're not going to be worse than we were last year offensively. There's no way we can be worse than we were last year But you can't be was, the same. I don't think we could be the same. I, I, don't, I don't think there's a way that that offense is going to be able to be the same. They're changing – now, not a new outside recruiter came in, but changed up the entire staff of the way things were going, bringing a different recruiting aspect to have plays called differently, different wrinkles in the offense, changing the way things are called up. Okay. So you have better play calling right off the bat than we were having last year. Healthy this year, Cody White, a wide receiver. Healthy Brian Lewerke. All, 
all for us to be us MSU to be a nine ten win team in my opinion is go from being 116 in the country in offensive production to being like number 60 and you're a 10 win team that's where that that's where if i'm going to make a case for michigan state if they can do that they are hard team to beat but historically though historically michigan state has always had that steel curtain defense and yep. mid 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 of the road Connor Cook offense was sub was still a very high scoring offense i mean but you still lost right. like <laughs> you know we lost if you catch, one really big the thing game, is this the thing is this and and fast and furious you win by an inch or a mile baby like you if you catch a uh you know one of your notches in the loss column it's still a loss whether you lose by two points or 20 points the thing is i think the biggest factor is because your offensive production was down i think the defense was having to pick up that slack and they couldn't and i'm not saying that against your defense because michigan state historically has a phenomenal defense last year numbers wise was one of our best years in D'Antonio. That's Vera. what I'm saying. I don't. I don't uh, see that. I don't see that falling this year. I only see that improving. But the thing is, and you, so you have that's a, also that means also. Did y'all lose anybody on defense? No. Okay. So okay. So what, what I'm seeing uh, there then is we, we, we lost one of the Dobbs brothers. So yeah, but one. One. Okay. So what I'm seeing then is you you know it for a fact that that defense is only going to get better. You had an entire off season to prepare. You're going to come back stronger. So right. if that defense has come back even stronger, then yes, I could see them putting up. But I don't see that offense and, making a difference. And I don't but, see but, them but the really. offense put that defense, and that defense is still able to hold on. That offense put that defense in terrible positions last year. The whole reason well, yeah. that we didn't beat you was because the offense couldn't do anything. Nothing. That, you know. My major question, though, is going to be who's y'all's running back? Um, That's a good question. Because... The thing is, if you have an excellent defense, you have at least a capable quarterback, which I think Lewerke is at least capable. He'll be a junior, He's a very good – he's a senior this year. He's a senior this year. Senior this so year. you have a senior You have a senior quarterback who has at least two years of experience, correct? Yes. Uh, two full years of experience, and then he played a little bit the year before. So, yes. So you have an experienced quarterback – if you have a, a, at least a good running game, then yes, I think you guys have a very good chance of being a 10-win team because you'll at least be able to do what? Well, Control the clock. Well, and that's what D'Antonio wants to run the Correct. ball first. That's, Correct. Um, and you still have a very good receiver. I remember that kid last year that tore his ACL. Well, he's gone. Was he a senior last yes. year? Okay. Well, I thought but he was coming back this year. We still year. have Cody White, though, and some other playmakers on offense that can still be very well as well, too. Um, Connor Hayward's probably going to be – he's the junior. He's probably going to be – the starting one, Ladarius Jefferson's another one last year. He showed promise a couple of games really fast. Um, Elijah Collins is a redshirt freshman. Which you don't hear that word very often in Big Ten, fast. Yes. And that's what Jordan Taylor is as a running back is fast. Yep. So when you have, whenever you can get a, a fast running back in the Big Ten, it does pose problems yep. for their defenses because most defenses are a little slower, but they're built to stop we haven't hard, had a hard, run, hard run offense. We haven't had a home run hitting running back. Edwin Baker, Le'Veon Bell. I mean, we've had Le- good. Le'Veon's not even that fast. LJ Scott was a good running back Javon, his first couple Javon of years. Was definitely a power but, back. Javon Ringer? <laughs> well, that was way back in the day, and Javon wasn't a power back. He was just speed. Right, I was going to say J, speed. That was J.U. and I was say Javon speed. Ringer. He had some speed. So, but no, yeah, I, I agree. I think, I think you guys, 
I think you guys are going to be in the mix. It's really impossible. Honestly, it is impossible to say mm-hmm. who is going to win. I know we have to give our opinions on who we think is going to win. Right. But each. Wait, you haven't even given an opinion on who you're going to win? <laughs> no, no. I, I know that we have. Pick a team. For a conversation. Pick a team. team. We got I, NFL. We got I, the Jets, Jared. I know, we're coming. We're coming. What, what, I, what I'm saying is I'm not picking MSU, but I'm saying if they can at least just pr- from 118 to even they top can make a case. 70, 60. I think they're an extremely hard team to beat. They can make a case, at the very least. I, I agree with that. Same with Penn State. I, they're the one that's not going to be talked about that much this year because they have the, the biggest loss. gaps to fill on, on offense. Yes. yes. You're losing yes. your starting running back and starting quarterback. So I, I do think that's going to be interesting this year's Penn State. But, uh, okay, so let's go around and say who we think are our, our actual I guess, picks. Who's, who's coming out of the East. For each of us, so you said I'm Michi- not repeating it. You said Michigan. I'm not repeating it. Ohio State, of course. Ohio State. Ohio State. <sighs> I'm going to say Michigan as well. I think Michigan does actually do it this did, year. Uh, hey, hey did, Jared, you're dead to me. <laughs> did Peyton give you his picks? Peyton did give me your his haircut's going to be forty next time. It could be the <laughs> could be the tiebreaker. That that was actually my next uh, my next point was going to be Peyton here. So Peyton out of the West. Peyton thinks that Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Iowa, and Nebraska are going to be the biggest schools for him to watch. He thinks that Jonathan Taylor, as we talked about before, is going to have a good year. He's set for a big wow, season. A good year. Um, he thinks that uh, depending on the offensive line play and QB play, he could end up as a top five running back in the nation, which wouldn't be a surprise. We've already stated that. He, of course, Scott Frost brought that in there. <laughs> he thinks Scott Frost is is going to do well, have a – he said, "Could have a break a nice that year." Seven and six wi- season in top three which in the division. He, he thinks that uh, Iowa is going to be coming out of the <laughs> so West. Good. He has Iowa coming out of the Iowa. West. He says that because of their con- uh, their consistent defense and efficient QB presence with a balanced run game, that they are built to have a, a good competitive stance this year he's got Iowa so he has Iowa out of the west out of the east he says Ohio State Michigan Michigan State only competitive teams on that side Penn State biggest question mark who could surprise but as we talked about too many holes to fill Uh, Ohio State is always solid with the QB capable of leading them to the playoffs who we talked about with Justin Fields Fields. Uh, lots of turnover with player personnel and coaches this year so it depends on how the coaches manage that and how they recruited and then Michigan State going he says Michigan State will have a great defensive uh, defense again, but their offense needs to, to be top five in the conference if they want to be competitive for the title. Michigan has a strong recruiting class, and he thinks they will win the division if Michigan State doesn't produce offensively at, at a high level. So he has Michigan and Iowa in his championship game. So he's with you, Joe, and thinking I- Iowa can actually come yeah, out. Yeah, I've got OSU and Iowa. Out of the West. So uh, <clears throat> Iowa wins the conference with two losses on their record and doesn't get into the college football playoffs. So he has Iowa and Michigan, but then he has Iowa beating Michigan. How terrible would that wow. be for see, Michigan? I could see that, though. I could see that... <clears throat> If it turned, I, I, turned that way, I could see. I'm not. No, I, let me let me actually rephrase that because I would never admit that the team up north could actually do anything special. Uh, I see Iowa and, uh, and Ohio State, and I do see Iowa having a chance at winning that. Um, but I'm going to keep my reserve on that with saying I want to see what Justin Fields produces. I think he's going to be magic. I think he and Day are going to be like I said that Belichick Brady uh, tandem. 
I think that you're going to see that really be a significant factor in what takes place. Yeah, we don't have a lot of big, you know, a lot of, a lot of firepower at a wide out, but I don't see that being a case uh, of really worry. I see that being more of a, a challenge and a mountain for Fields to climb that I think he's really going to get to that peak. So real, get that flag. real quickly for me, very quickly, in terms of why I think Michigan... Nothing's ever quick. It, it is going to be quick for okay. me. Because I think Michigan does beat out Ohio State, I think Justin Fields will show us glimpses of how special he really can be. But I do think this year is going to be a learning season for him. And because of that, I think he may... He, he's going to be a reason they win a lot of games. I think he may be a reason that they lose one or two as well. I, I do agree with you, though. You did make a very valid point. Uh, I do believe that Ohio State needs to get depth uh, at quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think that they are missing that number two. Like The biggest reason why they were so solid for a, a big stretch was because you did have the, that, that three-quarterback... Uh, deep, you know, seat with Barrett, Miller, and uh, Jones. Right. I think if you don't have that, that's going to be an issue. Right. Do I see that being a factor for Michigan, where we were discussing, where you have Patterson and McCaffrey? No, because Patterson's still going to be the golden boy, and I think he's going to be their downfall. All right. And then who are you taking then, Twin? Ohio. Ohio State. You're pointing at All me, right. but you say that to so him. Do you have, that direction. Do you have Ohio State beating Northwestern? Or whoever you have uh, coming Wisconsin. out of your Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think we all take so Ohio State, Wisconsin, Ohio State, Iowa. You have the team up north and uh, who? Wisconsin. And Wisconsin. I have Mich- and, Michigan and Northwestern. And who do you have taking it? Michigan. I have Michigan winning the Big Ten, so. Uh, <laughs> I thought we were friends. I, I, it, it is it tough for me. To say it. I think Northwestern gives them a really good game, but uh, I'll say Michigan beats them. I think it's a three-point so like three three game. That's that's a first game time I'll watch. in fifteen years. Michigan gets a. That's the first time I wear purple for a football game. <laughs> all right, all right. It's that time for us to uh, make Thomas happy. That'll put a smile. But but the, the Jets are AFC. That's CBS music. It's got to be CBS. <laughs> we can start with the NFC East. I'll talk some Giants. We don't have a ton of time. So I know. Right. I'm so mad. I'm sorry. That's okay. Big Ten. Uh, see, that's my fault. It's he brought okay. me on here knowing I'm an OSU yeah, fan. No, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> I saw the passion you had, so we'll we'll let it go. See, it was good. It was good. It was good analysis. See, you know, it, I agreed with you anyway. So that was good. You did. You did. Yeah, I, right. I, I I I enjoy the. J- the Jody said that, that Justin would watch the kids if she come on the show. That's. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> she said, "Not happening." So bring, all right, so bring we them said, all. Bring the whole family. <laughs> N- NFC East. We'll nephew. go NFC East. Oh, let's have some fun with that Kyle one. Kyle doesn't really want to talk Cowboys, but we're going to force him to talk Cowboys. Well, I tell you what, they actually did something good. They did sign Jalen Smith to a long. We finally, deal. got one guy. Yeah, yeah one he, guy gets signed. That was the biggest slap in the face to Zeke ever. So <laughs> disrespectful. Well, I think. Did you hear him today? Uh, or it yesterday. was either today He's or yesterday. Trolling. Yesterday. Well, when Jerry said. Uh, Zeke who? Definitely a piece of the pie. There's not as much of a piece of the pie. Oh, did he say that? That's what he said. Did he, say that? he said, absolutely not as much the piece of All the right. pie. All so right. Looking at the NFC East, is it a, let's start off, is it a two-team race, three-team race? Oh, definitely. It's a four-team race? No, it's it's two. It's I'm going to say two-team race, two team race a, with a potential, with who? a potential of at least, a, I think that Just, the, the Giants could be a dark wow. horse. What? <laughs> I can't. And this is the part of the episode where you notice that Jared will slowly back his seat up and walk out of the room. It's getting late. <laughs> nope. 
I actually <laughs> think the Giants so that, have so that means somewhat of a chance. No Daniel Jones this year. You know, no I Daniel think that Jones. Liberty needs to bring in drug testing because <laughs> specifically for this right, podcast. You, you, you say that now. You say that now, but just just wait. All right, all right. Just make wait. the make the quick case, please, because I, I I need to see how this happens. Look at who the Giants drafted this year. Yeah, the Eli Manning 2.0. Yeah, first not, round, a first not round pick Daniel. that's not going to play. Not Daniel Jones. The other first round pick that they had. Who? Dexter Lawrence. Oh, that's why. Oh, good. Oh my gosh, that's why. <laughs> no, that's not the only right, reason why. Name another player on their defense. Uh, let's see. They still Jabril have Peppers. Jabril. Yeah, this Jabril Peppers. All right, name that's another. Right. Seriously, the name another. Joiner. Or no, that. See, you know, it's, it's, know. The, it's, it's just their, their corner. No, no, no. They they really do. I think the that Jackrabbit. Here's okay. Here's yes. why I'm going to tell you exactly why the Giants won't do anything. Because they still have Dave Gettleman running the show. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly why the Panthers went. Because <laughs> 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 Dave Gettleman got the team on the upswing up, up and then went, have him make some changes. <laughs> oh, let me get rid of my best players. Okay. That's it. Like you, ha- When you have Dave Gettleman running the show, it's not, it's not going to be fun. They when your choices are Eli Manning. Or, or Eli they're, Manning. But they're not going to have to rely on Eli as much. Yeah, because you they give got the, the ball to Saquon. Okay, but they don't have the defense to be a. He, yeah, and their defense is. You're going to have Saquon a, run the ball 50 times no, a game? I mean, no, you don't have to no, do if that. If you're going to be a run heavy team, what do you need? A defense. Their yeah, defense is going to be better. It's not. Their defense will be better. It will be. Sorry, it's not. It will be. It's I, I not. I like wow, it's wow. Not. It's just, but it's just, a, it's not. There's and no, not, there's no proof a, as to why it's I'm not. I'm a Jets fan that doesn't hate the Giants. I don't hate the Giants, but that's defense. There's, there's very their, little time. Their rush defense will go up right. tremendously have, We're talking year. too much Giants. Yeah, we're talking, I have no Giants. Time. They're out of the bottom of the barrel. They're out of it. All right. Redskins, I, below the Redskins. Below the Redskins. No, you're I, absolutely wrong. Absolutely wrong. No I, way. I'll, I'll get, Redskins are the worst, but both teams are out of it. Six wins max. No, for this, either is, team. this is a two-team race. It's a two-team race. That's it's why Cowboys I, I, I said that the Giants would be an outside-looking in, but I the think Giants they would have a chance. Literally drafted the guy who would play Eli Manning in a Peyton Manning movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like that, they didn't do anything in the draft. The Redskins, okay, they picked up Haskins. That's great, but that's not your secret. Both of those teams are going a sub five hundred. They're not going to make any noise whatsoever this season, and honestly, there's just be a bunch of pushovers. I see Haskins having a great season with the Skins to really build himself, and I see the Skins, if they're smart, capitalizing on what they have. But they have the worst offensive him. line in, in football. Facts. But that that's the problem. And yeah. honestly, I see, and this is what scares me because, of course, he's an OSU alum. I see, uh, I see Haskins having an RG3 moment. He's going to get busted real fast. And yeah, I, I don't see that. the Skins doing I don't, anything. I don't see the Skins doing anything. I mean, Darius Geis might come back and have a, a decent year at fantasy owners that might be a sleeper for you but that's about all they got uh, going I, I, I think, I think the Redskins yeah they're not a good team but I think they're going to finish I think they're going to finish with a better record than the Redskins or the Giants e- not by much either way they're, they're enough of a team, team that can win five right. six games and I don't see New either York way more than two team four. race and because time is limited let's talk about those two teams and in, in the Cowboys and the Eagles. Let's just say let, we can just say this. And leave it this. If Zeke is back, Cowboys win. If not, Eagles win. See, there it is. Nah, you can say that. I think it goes a little bit more in talk, depth than that. I was looking forward to this year coming into this year, like having Witten back and being able to like. I I had high hopes coming into this. All right, Zeke's obviously and then Zeke, sitting. 
goes and does this, which I For don't. Now. I don't. I don't blame him. He's trying to get his money. I I, I understand you want that contract. Any, any chance Dak sits? No. Right. I don't think so. No. I didn't think so. Dak, somebody somebody Dak asked me sit. that today, and I didn't think so. Dak can't sit because he turned down that money now, and now he has to come out and play. Unbelievable if he hopes to get any no, kind of a Dak, contract offer. That's worth Dak it. has to play lights out if he wants a career after this he wants season. Oh yes, forty million. He has. I don't care if it's forty million Stupid. or ten million. I don't know. What he, he if wants. he want if he wants money, he needs to play lights out this season. If he wants that money, he better have the Dallas Cowboys winning the NFC East. He, he needs twelve wins. But I'm he telling you this right now: NFC Championship game. I see the NFC East being the fourth seed in the NFC. I see them filling that fourth seed slot. And I see it being the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to say why. The Philadelphia Eagles gave up one of their best players, in my opinion, in Nick Foles. Here's how. If you look when Nick Foles first played for the Eagles before he got traded away by good old Chip Kelly, he was one of their best players on that team. He knew the schemes. He knew the team. He kept them tight-knit. Also, L-U-O, he's a, he's a student of ours. Uh, he was a Spartan X. one time, too. He was. So, but then, okay, he gets traded away. He has a rough career. He comes back to the Eagles, had one bad playoff game, took him to a Super Bowl win, dominated the competition. Then, last season, similar concept. Yes, they didn't make it to the playoffs, but he carried them from the and regular season a, into the playoffs. They're a bad offensive offensive or passing. They're a bad pass interference penalty away from being in the Super Bowl again. That's exactly it. And honestly, I saw him being the starter this season over Wentz. No, that's that's crazy. No, and the reason, but the though. reason being, the reason being is because Wentz is slowly but surely becoming becoming every player's nightmare, injury prone. He cannot stay we'll healthy. We'll see. Well, I mean, we'll see. And that's the big thing. It's if if Zeke, if the Cowboys' season is relying on Zeke, the Eagles' season right. is relying on Wentz. We'll if he stays healthy. They win the division. We'll say this. We'll see. Who knows if this is true or not, but the front office and the coaching staff at Dallas said has been very impressed with Tony Pollard. Yeah, no, actually, he, he, he played he really good, good preseason so, game two. Uh, sleep, another sleeper, fantasy sleeper. If if Zeke sits, yep. Tony Pollard has been really good. Yep. So Tony Pollard. I don't see Zeke then, sitting. I, I, see, I see Zeke I see, for a couple games, I think. I see Dak and Zeke both playing lights out, and I see one of them getting that big contract with Dallas and the other going to another team. And that's going to be Zeke. I, I, oh, absolutely. Well, well, Zeke technically has two years, so he's going to have to wait. Right. Um, but but also he could pull a, a Le'Veon Bell. He could sit his he entire can't sit last two season. Years. He can't sit two years. No, he can, but he could play lights out this season and then sit next season and then get whatever money he wants at could. any team. He could. Well, no. He's, he's, he's still going to be on a contract. Two seasons. Two seasons. And then we still can franchise He said him, he's going right? to play. I said he would play uh, this season. No, they wouldn't tag him. We'll yeah, oh, that would be trash. I, I, man. It's a long ways away. It's a, it's a long ways away. But to me, to me, the Eagles, I think, have the best shot at winning the division There's, mm-hmm. with all the unknowns going on in Dallas. The only unknown right now for the Eagles is Carson Wentz. If he stays healthy, they got talent everywhere else. One, a top five offensive line. Who's their running back? You have Miles Sanders, Miles Saunders or Sanders? Saunders. 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 Miles Saunders and Jordan Howard going to be a duo. Oh, I forgot they got, got Howard. They got Thank Howard. You. you got a pretty good receiving core. Deshaun Jackson Jackson comes back. That defense has been improving. Obviously, the defensive line has been lights out and it's going to continue to be lights out. Speaking I don't of see, defense, I don't see go back being bring it back factor. to Dallas, though. That is, 
Dallas's defense, I think, is going to be oh. very strong. Oh, it's yes. very oh, strong. Yes, absolutely. Gregory's back. Lee's healthy. Van Der Esch. Van Der Esch. Jalen Smith. Oh, also, Byron Jones. Jones. Let's Byron Jones. Real quick. Yes. UConn. That, that defense will be very, very solid. Legit. So, all right. All right. So, let's go ahead and pick because we got to move on for time's sake so you guys can get your I'm, bi- I'm picking the in. Eagles. I think a little bit less of the unknown factors. And I give them the coaching edge with, with Doug Peterson, obviously, over... Uh, the coaching edge. I think Dallas is the better Dallas. team, but because of all the drama right now, I'm saying the Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. Uh, I think that both teams go 10-6, and six, and both teams make the playoffs, but I think that the Eagles win the division. So you think the Eagles are going to have more wins over Dallas? And yes, to in division. The, yes. Okay. I'm going to say Dallas. I I, I, I truly believe I truly believe that, uh, and, I, and I mean, not even for all the Dallas fanboys out there, but... I truly believe that, yeah, there you got a lot of drama going on in Dallas right now. But I see this being uh, a, I, I see this season being the Dak and Zeke show, and I see them both playing absolutely lights out from game one all the way to the end. Don't don't forget Amari too, who's playing for a contract. Yep. Oh, exactly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So you got you're gonna have, dude. They're gonna be going straight. I just don't trust Jason season. Garrett. I'm sorry. I just I just don't trade. Oh, I understand. Well, well, it'll be interesting to see though with the new offensive scheme. Callen Moore, mm-hmm. right, yeah. is going to be the offensive yep. coordinator. John Kitna, quarterback coach. Yeah, I like that combo. We'll see. I mean, I, don't, I, I think uh, I think I think Garrett's going to give a, a little backseat to his coordinators. I see I see uh, Garrett being a lot like Harbaugh, where he likes to make that final call, and he's I don't see own, that happening this season. He's his own worst enemy. Yep, I don't see that happening this hey. season. I see I see. His coordinators actually doing their jobs. Hey Jared, how about the Jets? It's time. G E T S Jets Jets Jets. <laughs> All right, Thomas, you want to go first? You can go first. Oh, so we can talk. Do we about have Miami? to talk about the AFCs? Yes, we do. Oh man, uh, I know it's right. been dominant right. for a long time. Against, again, hey, you got a Spartan. You got Le'Veon Bell. Yes, I'm pulling, you know I'm pulling it. for your boys Thank in green. You. Come I love on, it. Oh, I love yeah, it. absolutely. I'm going to pull for that team. That's great to hear. To me, this is also a two-team race. Uh, With the surprise third team, I say three. It could be. I could. You could. See, I could see the argument for three. <laughs> Miami's winning it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Miami, it's one team race. Miami. You mean the University of Miami is going to come out of college football and play in the NFL now? Is that they might be better? Than the <laughs> I think they would be. <laughs> Clearly, we don't need to talk about Miami because. They might be the worst team in the NFL. I don't know, baby. Fitz Magic Fitz all Ma- day. Oh my God, Fitz Magic's <laughs> good for five wins and five wins only. And and then oh, absolutely. Uh, so honestly, there really is nothing to talk about Miami. Even fantasy wise, there's barely anything to talk about with Miami. Just make sure you have Fitz Magic on your team for the first five games, and then and then that's it. I think get rid of him quick. Get rid of him real quick. Try to trade him. Uh, to me, it's a two team race. I'm not a huge believer in Buffalo's offense. Not I, I. I'm not a huge Josh Allen fan. I love that defense. Like we were talking about a pre-show. Yep. That defense, that secondary, might be the best secondary in in football. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And and their coach, McDonough or Mc, McDermott. Sorry, I'm getting Sean out. McDermott. Yeah, it's late. It's a little Carolina, Carolina Mc, alum right here. Sean McDermott has been very impressive, especially with defense. They've overachieved the last couple of years. However, that offense, they have Sean uh, Lashawn McCoy, obviously. Well over getting um, old. Yeah, he's getting old. Dude, he's they been, have no yeah. wide receivers. They paid Cole Beasley to be their number one wide receiver. Offensive line is very sketch. And then there's Josh Allen, who can't throw the ball. He can't throw five yards out. So like, really good rushing. Gonna, he numbers. can run. He can run, but if he gets he's a big dude, he can he can hit take some hits, but 
Other than that, that offense is going to struggle. I think, I, I'm not a believer in Josh. I Allen. think I think they're probably most defenses this season are probably going to make sure to keep him in the pocket. They're not going to allow him to get outside the pocket. Well, yeah, used to use force his legs. To throw. Right. I think going to make him to. make him beat him with his arm. Every time he had a wide open guy five five yards down the field, he, Adam right Ta- over his head. Adam Townsend hates us right now. He's a huge Bills fan, <laughs> but I mean, I Adam, Adam, I promise when they get to me, I got you so, covered, buddy. This is a way off topic, real quick. There was an article at ESPN about put out yesterday about the best and worst teams in NHL in the last ten years. NHL, NFL, and NHL. Oh, NHL. He just want us to talk about the because this is just this is just Townsend. The worst team in the NHL in the last ten years, in their opinion, was Colorado Avalanche. Second was Buffalo Sabres. Like that's two teams. Yeah, does he have two teams? Well, I mean, he's a big, he's a Sabres fan, but he liked the Avalanche no, when he was younger. So I don't know why anybody liked Fraud. the Avalanche when he was younger, but whatever. Fraud. All right, anyway, continue back on. <laughs> so, right, do you want to do you want to go on about how you actually disagree and how you think Buffalo could be? Do you, you oh, so you want a solid debate? Yeah, on this. I mean, okay. go for it. I mean, because because I want to save the Jets and okay, the other well, uh, team so, for last. So, so I want to hear because you, you said you said a two team race, but you only gave us one. So who's your t- second team? I, I think it's the Jets and I think it's the Patriots. Okay, so. I think it's the Jets and the Patriots. Okay. And Jared? Uh, I would agree. I think Buffalo has the uh, the possibility of being a dark horse team, but I, I think it's between Jets and Patriots. So I'm just going to simply put this out there. Three easy words. Defense wins championships. Adam, you're going to love me for this. So I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. Buffalo, their offense is not when – so when their offense was put together last season, it was not put together um, – What's what I'm looking for? Efficiently, their offense was very spotty. It was clicking at certain times, not at others. The thing is, great things come in time. I do see that offense getting better. Do I see them being a top ten offense? Mm, close, probably not, but definitely close. That defense though is going to win them their games. I do not see Buffalo losing any game by more than a touchdown, if not three points. And I'm going to say that it, the only way I get I, – I have this being a three-team race, but the only way I see New England pulling it is if Josh Gordon comes back for every game during the season because that's going to give Tom Brady way too many targets. Other than that, it's the Jets and the uh, Bills. I, I disagree with that, though, as far as Josh Gordon being the the catalyst in that. How, how do the Pats win games? They don't win games on deep post routes. That's – it's not how they do it. But I mean, when Gordon's have, Gordon's not uh, this, a slant receiver. He's. I mean, we'll get. I mean, if we'll get into the Patriots now, this is going to be. Might as well. You might as well. I mean, I actually see the Patriots probably leading the league in rushing. Like this is this is a rush heavy team now. It's Sonny not. Michelle. It's not Tom Brady's yep. typical team. I mean, this right. is Sony Michelle, Rex Burkhead, and you know what, uh, Harris and. And they have James White. They have four running backs that are all quality, and that's what the, the last do. like six years I have picked against the Pats because I said I thought this is the year that was going to be Tom Brady finally going downhill, and that the team was just finally going to be starting to fall apart. That hasn't happened. So you know what? I'm going the opposite way this year. Picking the Pats. I'm picking the Pats. You just picked the Pats in Michigan in the same. I know. And I hope I'm wrong beyond belief. <laughs> I actually feel physically ill sitting next to you right now. <laughs> so this is why, though, I'm picking the Pats. Because my thing is, if I've always picked them to and not do well, they've done well, this hasn't worked out for me. See, I've picked So Pats now I can hope for them to see, see, go the other way then. Me and you both switch up, and then they're doomed. Yeah, I clearly. I've always picked the Pats as well, and I, I, I haven't even decided. I'm probably still leaning towards 
the, the Pats to win the division, unbiased opinion, trying to trying to stay unbiased here. I think the Pats because that defense will be improved. Obviously, and they you know they, they won. I think they won last I'd year. So I think they have a shot, but the gap is closed. I'm telling you, the gap is really tight here. Whether it's Buffalo, they could surprise us if Josh Allen takes that leap. Sure, he could surprise me, and Buffalo could be that team to win nine, ten, maybe eleven wins because that defense is that good. But I'm telling you, the Jets have closed the gaps. The gap. Yeah. On I'm gonna. I'll say this too, and I'll really shock the world. Uh, so just a, a couple seasons ago, y'all probably remember when the NFC South basically ran the NFC in the playoffs. It was the Saints who went in uh, at the top seed, and then it was the Panthers and the Falcons in the wild card. Mm-hmm. I see that happening with the AFC East. I see it very well possible wow. being okay. where the Patriots or the Jets, because I'm, I'm the reason I'm not picking Buffalo for a moment on that. I see the Patriots and the Jets taking the actual division. And I see the other two teams being those wild card teams. The reason I don't see Buffalo being that one that wins the division is again that X factor of the offense. Their defense is absolutely un. Well, I guess we got less than fifteen minutes. <laughs> we gotta wrap this up. <laughs> we gotta wrap because we got pack up still. So oh, yeah, boy. and I, I gotta go home. <laughs> but sorry, okay, dinner. So, <laughs> so the thing is, is I see overall. The defense of Buffalo really wrecking house, and I see them putting them in that wild card position. But I, I, like I said, the Patriots will win the division, in my opinion, if Josh Gordon comes back and plays the entire season. You, you are correct in saying that, you know, oh well, you know, he can run deep, uh, deep post routes every single time, and it doesn't matter. The thing is, Randy Moss did it, and Randy Moss was catching just. Fly balls every. Yeah, but I'm not going to call Josh Gordon Randy Moss. I'm not either, but I'm also saying that he could do the same and routes. I don't think that Brady has the arm strength that he had back then when he had Moss either. I That's disagree. Why I think you're seeing the Pats go to a more run heavy option because they know Brady doesn't have the arm. I mean, look what Brady did in the Super Bowl. He's, but, he's oh, never see, been but a you deep can't, passing. Oh, hold on. Whoa, no, but if you whoa, whoa, whoa. gave me Brady's stats in the Super Bowl and said this team won, you no, everybody would have laughed. No, yeah, I, I, would, I would agree with you, but that's also because you had the top-tier defense come out and basically put Brady in his place and smack him in the mouth and tell him, sit. You no, know, that's exactly what the Ravens did. And the, and the offense they ran was a – they switched up to a run-first offense, and then even the pass plays that they ran, it was – Every single one was, what's it, uh, not Emmer, Endola, uh, Edelman. Edelman, across slant. But that's also because, Catch, the, because 10 that, yards out for 30, he would gain on it. Or if they go to Gronk, made. But dude, hold on. Look at, look at the, hold on. Whoa. If you're going to say that, though, if you're going to say, okay, well, Edelman's just running slant routes. That is the I have said this time and time again. I despise Tom Brady, but I find Bill Belichick is one of the most, if not the most prolific in Oh yeah, absolutely. Just I uh, hate him, but uh, he's the best. Brilliant, absolutely. Yeah, brilliant coaches to ever coach a team. Yep. And the reason being is because he, what he did was he watched their defense, makes adjustments, and what's the Made one the thing d- that they struggled with the entire season? It was their linebackers. Yep. Their linebackers were never pinpoint accuracy strong every single game. Nope. And so what happened in the in the Super Bowl? Yep. You watch their defensive line wrecking house. Their defensive line was running over that offensive line and taking Brady out every single step. Right. Then you see their secondary killing the game back there. What's missing? Linebackers. Right. So what are they going to do? Yeah, they're going to run 15-yard slants and, and, and let Edelman get 30 and yards. And that's where – because it was against Atlanta. That's where – they were able to go ahead and pick yeah. them apart is because it was secondary deep sec- your, your safeties were good yeah but are you sorry your corners were good but your safeties weren't great and then 
the D line was great, so if they got pressure on Brady, then yep. they can make a mistake. But it left that entire gap in the center open between your linebackers and your safeties. Yeah. Uh, we, we all know the just, Patriots are going to be there, right. right? We all know that the Patriots are going to be there. Uh, it, you know, it just depends what Tom Brady we're going to get. If we're going to get the same Tom Brady, or is it going to be a decreased version? But since we're limited for time. Jared, I, I want us to present the Jets and why we think that they've closed the gap here to end it because I feel like anybody listening and anybody that would hear that would probably laugh at us. They're saying your Jets haven't been in the playoffs in seven you plus have, years. You have two minutes each. Yeah, so I, Jared, <laughs> go. Go, go for it. Why, I'll finish it off, but go ahead. Why do you think the Jets have closed the gap? I mean, do you agree with me that they've closed the gap and have a really good shot here? I do think we've okay. most definitely closed the gap. Um, you bring in a weapon like Le'Veon Bell, that's going to obviously open up things for Sam Darnold, who actually I think can show off what he's capable of doing. He's kind of done that already in the preseason. He's already shown that he can make the throws. He can make every throw. Um, the other piece was last year, we didn't have Quincy Anunua. And that was huge for us, not having well, Quincy. We didn't have anybody. We had Robbie Anderson. and that was No, it. he was hurt half the year. Well, I mean, but he at least had eight touchdowns. So, I mean, you had, you had somebody at least doing something on offense. So, that's why I feel like with Robbie Anderson, Quincy Anunua, and I think an underrated signing for us was Jameson Crowder. Oh, 100%. I think that's a huge signing the, for the, us. The... The rapport that those two have had thus far in camp and in preseason has been on great. Point. On point. So, and uh, one, one Jets reporter said I, he wouldn't be surprised to see Jamison Crowder have 100 catches. And Jamison Crowder was really good for the Redskins before, when he was healthy. before Kirk yes. before Kirk Cousins left too. Yes. So and before injuries. So I do like Jamison Crowder a lot. I think someone to watch for that could be a fantastic. I think he's gonna be a fantastic fantasy tight end, but I think he's gonna be one of the best tight ends in the league this year. Is, is Herndon, Chris Herndon? When he gets back, yes. So you might not be someone you've heard of, Joe, over there. So you kind of give me a look like, who is Chris Herndon? But uh, no, just no, I, I'm I'm fully listening to what you're saying. <laughs> just remember, just remember that name. And then defensively, I think that we did lose some linebackers, um, but I think we've made some good adjustments to be able to pick up some linebackers. I think that can fill those needs, fill those gaps for the, t- the time being. Yeah. But here's the thing. Here's the thing with this team. Are the they line. perfect? No, there, there are holes. One of the biggest holes, obviously going to be the secondary other than the safeties. Their cornerbacks are going to be a big weakness. Uh, losing Avery Williamson was a big, was a big loss as big well. Loss. But CJ Mosley, obviously on the defense, that's going to be huge. He's going to be him and, and Jamal Adams will be the coaches oh, the on the field. Males. Yeah. The big difference here is the coaching staff. Todd Bowles was a mess last year. Uh, Todd Bowles was a mess. He had no idea what he was doing in over his head. I think he quit halfway through. He knew he was gone. Like that team was a mess. And and, and, it, and it showed because of the coaching staff. Adam Gase, say what you want and how slow his offense was with Miami, but he overachieved. He took a mediocre Miami team to the playoffs his first year and then to about a 500 record the next two years. The offense is going to be so much better. Sam Donald's going to take that leap. Le'Veon Bell's going to be huge. Obviously, you laid out the weapons. They added two former pro bowlers on the offensive line, in Osemele and Ryan Khalil. Huge. That's going to be huge. And then the defense with Greg Williams. It's going to be aggressive. It's going to remind me of the time when the Jets were last good with Rex Ryan when they were aggressive, sending everybody at the quarterback, sending Jamal Adams at the quarterback. It's going to be electric. That, that defense has a lot of pieces. And if the big factor here is if Tremaine Johnson plays like he did in past years 
before he got paid, like when he played when he played for St. Louis at the time. If he can give you 85, 90% of that, th- that defense will be well, top and, 10 in the league. And to his, to his defense last year, I mean, we didn't have a good pass rush. When you don't have a good pass rush, it makes the, the corners look bad sometimes. And this year, I think with Quinnen Williams drafting him from Alabama, he's going to give us at least an interior rush. And we do have some decent outside rushers as well. I kind of feel like C.J. Mosley, the C.J. Mosley situation, is almost identical to Bart Scott. When Bart Scott came from no, the, the this Ravens. defense really does it does remind me a lot of the 2010 2011 Jets team that obviously went to the AFC Championship games with Rex Ryan. It does with with Greg Williams. It's going to remind me a lot of that team who did not have outside linebackers, but it's a very similar makeup. And then the thing that was missing back then that Mark Sanchez couldn't get him over the hump, Sam Darnold can. Now I think this is a you look at the schedule. I've broken down the schedule multiple times. This is very possibly a 10-win team. They're going to they're start off rough. I think Sam Darnold definitely can be the difference. He's going to be uh, a big We're difference. coming there. So, All right, well, real quickly, uh, don't elaborate because I'm we so got to go. I'm right, so excited. Pick to win the the, the AFC East. I'm, I'm, I'm too excited right now. I'm saying the Jets. I, I, okay. I, switched. I switched. I switched. Uh, I'm going to say the Patriots by a game. Okay. Um, I'm saying the Pats too. I'm, you better I'm, say Jets wild card. Uh, I'm actually going to say the Jets. The Jets. Okay. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh, Jets take the uh, East, and I'm gonna say the Pats and the Bills bring in the rear with the wild card. All right, all right. Well, we're out of time for this evening uh, show. Definitely was a good show here. Can I talk really Jets enjoyed next this week again. We can see about maybe getting a little Jet segment next thank weekend. You. So we want to thank Joe Graybill. Thank you for being on our show, Joe. What is your podcast? Uh, so I am on the Get Low podcast with my boy Pap. Uh, we actually drop new episodes every week uh at friday at 4 p.m uh go ahead do what you need to do uh but uh we got a little demo is it playing uh let me see let me see I, I, so we'll, we'll throw this at you we'll actually take you take you guys out this week with a little bit of get low a little, little get low action so uh yeah every, a every week. music podcast yeah there we go We'll start that real quick. So uh, every week at four, uh, every Friday at four p.m., we drop a new episode. Uh, our next episode is going to be part two of with our Dasty, Audacity Brass Band out of Richmond. Um, check us out. Uh, we're on every listening site, and of course, thank you to Down in Flames for having me because I've been waiting for this for so long, and I finally got to come <laughs> talk sports. We'll, we'll get you back on. So please, please, right, it's been a blast. Thanks for being here. Thanks My for guys suck. Oh. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> All right, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, Tune in again next week. We'll be back for our next one.